Okay, good morning, everyone. So, I'm warning everyone. Trigger. Oh, yeah, you want to say something? Ah, can't let me. Abba Shalach. Alexander Ben Yevgeni, Leilu Nishmato. Bezrat Hashem. Oh, Yofi, Yofi, Yofi. So everyone's, that's it, you got it. In every, you know, when you come to the house of Sephardim, you get the Shemenim, you understand? Because when you come to the house of Sephardim, there is a meal of food in the house of Sephardim. They need it. You can't say it Alexander Ben Yevgeni. How many years יותר מ-20 שנה, וואו. אוקיי, תהיה נשמתו צרוחה בצרוחה. היום זה היוצא? אוקיי. אמן, 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 אמן. אוקיי. אז אני בטוח שהשיעור הזה גם כן ידבר אלייך. So, a few warnings, trigger warnings. On Sunday, we learned... The other katzeh, the other end of how we're going to approach today's learning. You know, I'm, gonna, I'm a big talker. <laughs> so, this is gonna, this is definitely gonna push some buttons. I'm, I'm just warning everyone. And, um, I think it's great to stretch our minds to like sometimes to the exact other place of what we what we just learned to see in a different area and there are different paragraphs in the sicha that I actually didn't put in here because it'll just be it's a little bit too difficult to comprehend when it's not brought down in the context that the sicha was was given over from from Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender. But what we're going to start with is a little piece from, obviously, like we always do, a, a text from Rabbi Nachman himself. And in this, in this very interesting text from Rabbi Nachman, from Chayei Moharan, that's like the biographical outline of Rabbi Nachman's life, Rabbi Nachman's going to explain to us what he was busy doing in this world. What, he, what was he doing here? What, what, some would say, what is he still doing? What is probably more than ever? And if we would ask that to stand on the outside, like, what was Rabbi Nachman busy doing? So it was like, would anyone here say he was spreading Hasidus in the world? I don't think that would exactly be. He said that about a Lubavitcher. <laughs> like, you know, was, he, was Rabbi Nachman continuing the derech of the Baal Shem Tov? Well, that's already an interesting question. Some would say, of course he was. He's, he's continuing great-grandfather's derech. But the rest of it knows that what Rabbi Nachman was doing was a chiddush shelo afpam. It was an absolutely new derech, a new derech in avodat Hashem, something brand new. And when something new comes down to the world, it has to go through a lot of different nisyonot. When something new comes down into the world, there'll be a lot of tainas against it, there'll be a lot of accusations against it, which Rabbi Nachman went through in his time and continues to do till, till today. I'm reading this book right now about uh, the family of Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter. It's called Mishpachat Shechter. It's an amazing book. And it's speaking about how his father, Rabbi David Shechter, was actually a, born as a Chortkover Chassid. Chortkov comes from Rizhen. Um, and Rizhen, they're not really Rabbi Nachman Chassidim. <laughs> so, for, you know, for certain, even within forget about outside of Chassidut, even today, there's certain places where you still won't find Likutei Maharans in the base Medrash, like in Chernobyl. The Magid of Trisk, that whole dynasty also. It's, it's still a no-no. But Ibn Ahmed's whole thing it was a Chiddush and is still a Chiddush. The way that we understand why things happen to us. Very much a Chiddush. All a Chiddush. So, what's Am Yisrael been going through for so many years? And what are, what are in our individual lives, what are we going through? We go through a lot of Yisunim. We're going through a lot of pain and affliction. And this teaching today is coming from the one that also said, Mitzvah Gedola Liot B'Simcha Tamid. That it's a great mitzvah to be B'Simcha always. How do the two reach each other? And is there space to allow the Yisurim to not just be ignored or stampled upon, you know, like, like um, to, to, to 
push it away and say, no, mitzvah is there room for both of them to be taking place simultaneously? And how does Rabbi Nachman explain all this? And the title is very hard to even swallow. Look at the title. To'elet ha'yisurim chas v'shalom. Okay, so it's three very weird, four very, very kind of like paradoxical words. To'elet, the benefit of yisurim, affliction, chas v'shalom, God forbid. So wait a second, hold on. <laughs> What's happening over here? Does anyone understand how this could like confuse you, but also how this could actually... Makes sense. No one wishes upon anyone anything bad ever. However, word on the street is that people suffer and that there are Yisurim, bless you, there are afflictions in this world. People go through very heavy and difficult, difficult times in this, in this life. Families are still sitting Shiva, but I'm not even going to that extreme of you know families right now that are sitting Shiva because of Horrific things that took place last week. I'm speaking, actually, they probably get up this morning, the families in Elad. I'm speaking about, no one has to go too, too far. You have in your own life plenty of stuff that you could say, what am I supposed to do with this bag? How could I, how could I see an advantage or a benefit from having such a yisurim, such, a, such, a, such an affliction in my life? So let's look right now, first of all, in... To what, into this piece from Chayim Maran. Rabbi Nachman says like this. It's actually Rabbi Nachman speaking about what happened to Rabbi Nachman. Shamati shepam achat haya ish echad me'an sheishlomeinu kova lefanav me'od al chesron parnasato. Kova over here, this means kvetchen. There was once a person that came before one of the anshei shlomeinu, our people, that came before Rabbi Nachman and began kvetching very much on the fact that parnasa was really, really hard. Amar lo Rabbeinu Zal, Rabbi Nachman answered him. He said, Eini yodea ech yesh lachem lev kaze lebalbeloti behevle ha'olam hazeh. Right? This is a different type of Rabbi. Rabbi Nachman says, I don't even know how you have the heart to come and try to confuse me with this world vanities. Halo, ani domeh, I'm like, kemi sheholech yomam valala bamidbar, like someone who's traveling day and night in a desert, what I'm, you know, chatira in swimming means to, uh, like to, uh, yeah, I guess so. He says, I'm chotir. What am I going to? I mean, what I'm trying to do is to take, is to make from desert a, a dwelling place, Bokertov. Very important words. I'm trying to take a desert and make a yeshuv out of it. Like, kind of like here. You know, if you think about it. Like, even more, you know, midbar, midbari, to make a yeshuv out of a midbar. Rabbi Nachman said to all his chevra at the time, Every single one of you is in your heart. Midbar shmama me'ein yoshev. It's a desolate desert that has no dwelling. And there's no section there that's already like, <clears throat> I guess, cut out or prepared for. What I'm trying to do non-stop is to make a tikkun and create a space in your heart. That, you know, we, we look at these Breslau Rechassidim and we're like, they must have been like just, you know, grew up in such holiness and they were so ready for Rabbi Nachman and everything was just, it just fit perfectly. Rabbi Nachman took people like, like, like you and I. Like, you know, a simple chevra that just trying to figure things out. And he took people like you and I and said, you know, you could ask me about Parnassa and stuff like that, but that's really, you know, go to a business consultant. I'm here for something else. I'm here for something else. I mean, I could. I think like Rabbi Nachman saying, yeah, yeah, I could. I could right now sprinkle over you with some kind of tikkun and play some, you know, do some abracadabra and then somehow figure out a way for you to just reach a lot of money or 
find a lot of money in the walls of your home. Can you explain that again? A desolate desert that doesn't have any dwelling in it. But so Rabbi Nachman is saying, that's not really why I, uh, why, why Hashem gave me what He gave me or why I worked so hard on myself. And he's saying that he said, he said it to the simpleton then and he's saying it to us now. I came here to take people that are like Midbar Shmama Me'en Yoshev and to make in this Midbar Shmama, to make in this desolate desert that's in your heart a dwelling place for the Shechina itself. To walk around with the Shechina. To walk around with the Shechina inside of you. Now I know women are, you know, it's the women's shir, women are the Shechina, I'm not belittling it, I'm speaking about the human condition, that walk, people walking around saying, I'm withholding, you know, in my heart I will build a temple. I'm going to walk around with a Mishkan inside of me. Place for Shechina. Rabbi Nachman says, that's what I'm busy with. My Torah is my Chidosh here in this world. There's nothing short of that. But it takes a lot of work. This is the Avodah. This is not a Rebbe coming and saying, you have it. And you have it. It's not what it's about. Now you have the Shechina. Now you have the Shechina. Ani choter mevakesh becholet la'asot eze tikkun makom bivavchem liot shamador l'shechina. Halo. Kama yegiot tzrichim la'asot meilan srak av shekorin dumb, I guess. La'asot mimeno kelim yafim ureuim letashmish adam. How much toiling and effort does a person have to do when it comes to taking an ilan srak av, like a thick tree, and to create for it, create from it, beautiful utensils that can be used for man? Like what? I mean, just about anything, right? I mean, just about anything. But what do you have? To, what's that? Uh, you name it, meaning, you, you name it, but we know the end product. Yeah. We know the end product. Yeah. What do we have to do? What do we have to do in order until, until we get an end product? How many things do we have to do? Just like us, we're like these trees, but what do we have to do in order to take from who we are and create proper utensils so that we could actually use the tree that's us. Until we could actually use the tree that's us and do something with it. Oh my God, so much toiling, so much cutting, axing, yielding, shaping, carving. He says the same thing. He says, Mamash, the same thing. Kmochen, Mamash, like this. Mamash, yigiot ka'edu. I want you to realize, I'm looking at each of you, and I'm teaching you, I'm giving you the tools, and I'm also, I'm carving you, I'm chopping off places that need to be chopped off. I'm, uh, what's the right word, sculpting? Sculpting. Each and every one of you. And you're asking me questions about Parnassah? Ouch. Right. But again, when Rabbi Nachman said it, <laughs> we have to put things in context. When Rabbi Nachman said it, it could be that the way that they heard it, it just felt like, yeah, instead of, you know, ouch, it, it's true. Like, I read this, I'm like, wow, like, you're a Rebbe, you're supposed to be there for, every Rebbe is different. Every Rebbe has their own mahalach. And here it's like Rabbi Nachman saying, listen, I came to this world, Mamash for bigger, bigger things than just this stuff. That's Aleph. Another piece from Chayim Maran. Kasher ha'adam tzarich le'etza, when a person needs an etza, yish'al me'atzadikim o mitalmidehem, go to the tzadik, or go to one of their students. Ba'idezenim takin kol adinim. And through this, the judgment, all the judgment becomes sweetened. Now this is interesting. Nimtakin kol hadinim. This is very interesting words. When a person needs an eitzah, he should ask from the tzaddikim what to do. But through this, the judgments become sweetened. 
וזוכה להינצל מייסורים שלא יבואו עליו כלל. And a person merits to be saved from yisurim, from afflictions, that shouldn't come on him at all. And even if, God forbid, a person is pained and afflicted with, these afflic- with certain type of affliction, somehow, a person is able to accept them the pain and the affliction that they're going through. And they merit not only to go through tests and pains and afflictions, to go through it with simcha, but they merit to see the godly revelation, how, so to speak, God confines himself, he contracts himself, and he encloses himself in a, in a certain tzara, in an affliction that you're going through, and through this eventually, you look back at the affliction that you went through, and you say, this was chesed from Hashem. Now, a few warnings. There is a woman, it's not at the table, she came to one shear that we gave, on Rabbi Nachman, and she wanted to shecht me, and she never came back. She doesn't live here. Why? She walked in the middle of a shear talking about this kind of thing. This woman suffered tremendously with something in life that none of us should know of. And all she heard, the piece that she heard, was that through Yisurim you can actually see how, you know, Hashem did this just for you, for a certain lesson, for you to understand a certain something. And everyone was sitting here because they were learning in the larger context. It was in the middle of a four-piece shear on something, and we understood it in a much larger context. What's the, what's the title of this shear? To'elet ha'isurim chas v'shalom. We don't wish anything on anyone. What Rabbi Nachman is trying to do with this is to say, listen, if they're already happening, let's try to understand what's the message, what's going on over here. What's one of the major differences between this shear and Sunday's shear? It's very simple. On Sunday's shir, Esther, you said, maybe it's time that we speak up and we say, Ad kan. How much more? Here it seems that they're trying to say over here, no, when a person goes through pain and affliction, you're supposed to look at it and say, okay, be'avau be'simcha. That's ideal. Ideal, that's probably ideal, right? What's the main difference? Is that on Sunday, when we were speaking about this, it, there's no contradiction. Because when you see someone else suffering through something, you never tell them this. Ever. You never even, even to Hashem, you, can you imagine turning to Hashem during tefillah while people are suffering, being like, okay, Hashem, let them, let them see how this is all good. Mapito, you daven your heart out that they end, that the pain ends. This is a personal experience that a person has to choose to go through to view life through this very difficult, narrow bridge. But when someone else is suffering, chas v'chalila, no one here should come to the maskana, that we learn from Rabbi Nachman, that the best thing would be is that I daven, that they have the kalim to go through the nisayon b'semcha. We daven that the nisayonos, that the yisurim, are removed from people. The person himself, herself, that end up with the affliction in their lap, that's the personal avodah Rabbi Nachman was speaking about, trying to give people the tools to go through that which they are already going through. Is that a clear distinction between the two? Yeah. Why can't we go in for that, though? If someone's already suffering, not that they should continue. Of course they should stop suffering, but wouldn't it be helpful if they could try to view how it could be helpful for them, and then that might lighten the suffering a little because they can already see Oh, this isn't like this is for me, so I have to go through this, but but it's for the good, like a kolatova. If I knew that someone was davening for me to be able to have the tools to be able to continue suffering as opposed to davening for me for the pain to stop suffering, Mm -hmm. I think it'd be clear. I I, I would choose my friends very carefully like that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It'd be like a two sided prayer, though. 
maybe if, since you're suffering, I pray that you that this can be a lighter stuff, like that, that, like that so that it can end, so that it can be a means to end, that you do have the tools to get to that place that the though, end, so that it does not all suffer. I feel like it would lighten the suffering. But the end is different than saying I want to be going through this and find it meaningful. I'm sorry, say that again. You'll go through it, finding purpose in it, seeing there's a reason, seeing but that's what the healing you're looking for to help you with. That's different than saying, I hope it ends soon. Right, well, because hoping it ends and doesn't necessarily exactly. mean I hope that you're learning anything from it. You just right. want the pain to end, that. yeah. I mean, take parent and child. I mean, that's, that's probably the closest thing we can understand, is that while your child is suffering, you really just want the suffering to end. You don't want, there's no Indian of like, okay, they're suffering so much, Hashem Yitbarach, may they have the tool. Like, that's your job to give them tools all the time. That's the Rebbe's job also, the tools to cope. But on a level of tefillah, I, I just want Yidin to, like, mm-hmm. you know, I just want Yidin to stop being stabbed. But you can, as a teacher or as a Rebbe, give tools to people to see that Hashem is all love. And therefore, whatever he does is for good. But you're, what you're saying is not that we're, we're the, t- the tools to just be compassionate to them and not to be superior. Right, they shouldn't even be the tools because they're Not only can I, I think I have an, I, any teacher has an obligation to be doing both simultaneously, yeah, 100%. Well, the same and that's what Rabbi Nachman was busy doing his whole life. I'm sure this is going to trigger a lot of things, so bring it on. It's okay. It's between like, you know, like when someone's in acute pain, you know what I mean? They they've they've broken their chasvashal leg, right? Right. So in those moments, that's like just let the pain end, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a person's yisurim is in their perspective on their life. For so sure. So then, the the davening for the yisurim to end and davening for them to like have a different attitude towards their life is actually the same thing. Nachon. There's no contradiction here. I'm talking about what I know about the, what I'm exposed to to a person davening for me. Like when I'm, if I'm in the pain, if I'm in the suffering, I want to hear a person cry to Hashem, make this, per- I don't want this person to suffer anymore. What your kavana may be beneath that is, could be twofold, but that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just directing it to Sunday's shir where we were saying, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, we have to learn a lot of lessons on Israel. No doubt. We have to re- re- relearn a lot of different midot. We have to get perspective again. We have to reinstall certain things that, need, that, that were updated many times, but we didn't press the update. But while axes are going into people's heads and backs, that's what, I, that's what, I, that was the, that's what I'm trying to make sh- clear is the difference between the two. But I agree. Say anything? Did you oh. want to say? Sorry. Sorry, it's just, it's like, Ben Adam it's, it's like, okay, let me give you the tools. But Ben Adam and Kadosh Baruch, it's like, stop. Like, this is enough. Make them stop. Admatai. Yeah. Admatai. I think that's a, that's, that's pretty close distinction. Yeah. Did anyone, did you want to say something? Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said about the fact that some things can only come clear to you through pain. So I'm saying, like, only if you experience pain that you can kind of come to certain conclusions. So I'm saying there's something to be said about that. That's so, the personal, individual right. experience. Like, her, like I'm not even talking about... He, he said that also. That's how he ended over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you merit to see godly revelation dafka through the pain that you're going through. But that's your personal experience in this world. Right. I guess I'm just thinking about, like, you know, this thing that we like only smart you shouldn't experience any pain it's like you're going to you're going to I'm going to you're going to so it should just be so um, you should get exactly what you need from it it should be so it should be quick change, change the web page it used to be only simchas.com go for it only <laughs> only it should be so quick it should only be quick <laughs> no no no, no. it's got to be a shorter no one's going to go to the web page you're gonna lose it. Marketing is always it's boom. It's it's like it's a one word or two word. Only only what? Onlyconnection.com. Onlyconnection.com. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com. Yeah. Onlyfaith.com.
<laughs> only Amuna.com. Only Amuna.com. Yeah. Mashiach.com. Yeah. 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 Only Mashiach.com. I wonder if Mashiach.com was taken. Yeah. Only Mashiach. We, we won't need pain then to feel Hashem. In the Messianic era, of course not. This is all before. This is all in the state of of of, uh, of hastara, of uh, of concealment. That that statement's true, but the Messianic era ushers in a consciousness. Umalaha aretz deet Hashem. I don't, that's not how, that's not what I need to know that Hashem is, you know, that Hashem is with me, but it's true. Rav Daniel Katz says something. If you know the meaning of your suffering, it's a whole different game. For example, you can have somebody who's works, he's working for the Olympics and he's picking up weights every day for four years and he's suffering and suffering, but he has a meaning, he has a purpose. Uh-huh. But somebody who feels pain in his arms every day for four years, he doesn't know why he's suffering. So I think that's exactly that's... the confusion amongst Am Yisrael today. About the, about the national identity of Am Yisrael living in Eretz Yisrael today. The meaning. The meaning behind the pain and the suffering that we're going through. Yeah. Ramash. Okay, let's, let's continue. I love when this happens. Because now, Rebbe Levitzchak Bender in a Breslau Rashir is going to share with us something with the Balatanya. I love when this happens. This is a hard story, okay? I'm telling you already right now. So the Balatanya was once approached by a person in the 60s, person that, an affluent person, person that made it in life, Kivyachol. Hu amar l'rabo ha-balatanya, shebirtsono la'azov et kol asaka ve'inyanav, ve'shekol asako yeh ma'ata b'torah u'betfila. He tells the balatanya, whatever was until now, however successful I was until now, I want to leave it all. I want to leave the business world, and I want to put all of my kochot into learning and into davening. Na'ana v'amar lo balatanya, l'alterevi system, you should know the following. Until the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh came to this world, that which was most important was how much you toil in learning. That was Ikar HaChashivut. That's, that's the only thing that counted. And from the Baal Shem Tov in An, Ikar ha-chashivut ha'ita ha'avoda. From the Baal Shem Tov An, the Ikar isn't just sitting and learning, it's the work that you do with what you know or what you don't know, the work you do, the avoda. V'ilu achshav, and now, now, this is 200 something years ago, v'ilu achshav, yesh ke'elu anashim, she'lehem omer ha-kadosh baruchu, there are people that to, 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 them, to them, God says, e'ni chafetz betoratcha u'b'avodatcha, I don't desire your Torah or your avoda. Chevtzihu rak ba'isurin shelcha. Gulp. Kach eshiv lo ba'alatanya. Now, what, what does that God forbid mean? <laughs> That's a pretty weird way of asking a question, but what does that God forbid mean? Meaning, Adina, yeah, it's going to happen to you. My... Chefetz, the Rebona Shleilam, is not God forbid that you suffer. It's how, for whatever the reason is, it's how you get a revelation of me and you and us through what you're going through. That's the Chefetz that Abba Rebbe told this person. You ever see this in Lubavitch? Yeah, I think this is a version that <laughs> skipped, <laughs> went Yamina or Smola, but it didn't go straight to it. Kach eshiv lo ba'alatanya. Ve'omnam. And this person began suffering with a lot of different crises in his life. But his avoda, his avoda wasn't only dodging the bullets, it was going through the bullets. And he was able to go through them in a, in a victorious way, in a, even in a harmonious way, while receiving guidance from his Rebbe, the Balatanya. Now, this story is very heavy. 
not not only not only because the end of it, just the implication of what he's saying about about keilu, what what's important by God, you know, kiviachol, what's like important by Hashem, that it used to be like what was only what did a yid know was the only thing that was important by Hashem. What does that mean? What's that? Well, what you learned, what you learned, how much you learned, how much you accumulated, and how much godly information you were able to accumulate. Now, the fact that then he says, from the Baal Shem Tov and An, something changed, it doesn't diminish, God forbid, from the Kedusha of the Torah. Chas Don't you think Avodah means Gavin? Yeah. Right? And generally... In what? In Chasidus, from the Baal Shem Tov An. No? Yeah, but again, in Chassidus is a relative statement in a Breslover Shir because in a, uh, the Avoidas, by the Breslovers, it wasn't just Philo's Kabbalahs, it was, take, it was taking, taking things on. Uh, it, that's how it's written throughout the Breslovers. It's true in, in Lubavitch and Malomar. And it is a Lubavitch story, but it does show up in a Breslover context. So the Avodas, it's like, I'm, I told you about this Tzadik of Shmuel Shapira that. that uh, I was reading a story about his life, and it speaks about avuasak be'avodot avodot noraot kol hayom avodot niflaot kol hayom. So like when you read it like a you know just a modern reader, you're like, oh, was he like a contractor, and then he was a school teacher, and then he was a he opened up a you know an ice cream store that like avoda that work right, and then you'll just translate it as oh he davened all day long. I'm sure he davened all day long. But he did eat the Kabbalahs. He took upon himself certain avodot, like work, on himself that wasn't necessarily only davening out of his city or doing it bodidut. It was something else, avoda. A baal avoda, they would call him, like a master of work. But then, when, the, when this person was told by the Alter Rebbe, but now there's even this other level where it seems like Hashem Barach is telling people what I really, like trying to, to, be, to, to, to let you know is, now the concept is, how much do you see me through, through what you're going through? That's the ikar avoda. How much do you see me, what you're going through? Now, we could accept that or not, but that's more or less been the matzav of, of Yiddishkeit for many years now already. How much do you see me through the pain that you're going through? That's kind of like what was A million percent. A million percent. A hundred percent. Mamash. Again, this is we're going a different katsa. Look at the next paragraph. It's very hard. Hadam tamid al yisurav. And I think, by the way, another distinction here to under, to, to, to be to, would be helpful would be there's things that I can like you know the the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity. To accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. There are things I can't change. There are things that I can change, and I think that is mainly the Yisurim that they're speaking about over here. Okay? I think. Adam mit'onen tamid al Yisurav. person's always kvetching over, over his Yisurim be'omro. Ilu lo hayu lo Yisurim. If I didn't have this affliction... Oh, I would be able to learn and daven. And I'd be such a better from a yid. I would serve God so much better if only fill in the blank. But again, fill it with things that could change. I'm saying, obviously, I'm saying this because of you, Esti. Things that can change, things that until Mashiach comes can't change. And that's why I want to be very clear about this. Person could say, if they didn't have that problem with that person, that financial thing, that whatever it is, that hang up, that problem, that takua thing, whatever it is, if I didn't have that, then I could learn and daven and be better, be a better Jew. Omnam, ala adam mutal palel Of course, a person should ask ribono shalom. Please remove from me the yisurim, the pain and the affliction that I'm going through, and please remove it fast. But as long as whatever I'm going through is still there, and as long as I'm suffering from whatever I'm suffering from, yekablam karaui, person should accept them karaui. That's an interesting word over here. 
Because karaui means as as fit, as suited, like they like you should accept them. Now, how does a person know how to accept upon themselves yisurim? You don't know. You need a tzaddik. You need a mashpia. You need a guide. You need a rebbe. Bidia brura. Shemito with a with a with a very clear understanding. Shemitora utfila lo tielo toelet kmomi kabalata isurim shenitnulo meet hachafetz betovato la netzach. With a clear understanding. This is amazing. That what I will receive from going through the Yisurim right now with Tvekus and with understanding it properly, I can't receive from davening or from learning. Mm. Now, what is this thing that I can't receive? Let's define it. What, what is the result? Like, what is this thing I can't receive from davening and learning that I can receive from going through Yisurim with the, with the proper knowledge? And guidance. What's that? Acceptance. Tvekut, acceptance, kirvat elokim, hitgalut elokit, all these things. So the person says before, listen, if I didn't have all this, kirvat, I would daven, I would learn. What's the point of davening and learning? Tvekut l'ashem. If that's the point of davening and learning, listen, what's lying beneath what seems to be cruel nisayon could be that which can bring you so much closer to the place you're trying to get through, through the other ways. And it doesn't give you a ptor. It doesn't say, okay, now you're exempt from learning and davening because, hey, I got a big nisayan here. So this is, a yid still has to do what he has to do. You have to daven, you have to learn. All that's still true. But the end, like the point of this, the point of this nisayan, the point of this thing leads you to a place that as much as you think if you would only sit and learn and daven, it would take you to, it doesn't. And what's the proof? Every person in this room, each of you can attest to this, if you stop and think about it. And the sayon that you went through in life, that you went through with Tvekas, led you to a place that as much as davening and learning is beautiful and is a necessity, it doesn't touch the fingertips of what you feel towards Hashem through such trials and tribulations, going through them the right way. It's not instant. Mapitum. And, and it's like a lot of work, and it can take months, work, it can take years. It can take a lifetime. Exactly. Yeah. That's why Rabbi Nachman likened it to taking a tree, and until you could produce from the tree vessels and utensils that aid a person, that help a person go through life, you got to go through so much. It's sticking to it, it's consistency and not expecting things to happen in the moment. It's letting go of that expectation of, oh, now it should happen because I'm a Kabbalah Yisurim Be'ahava. Because it's also very personal. Because everybody has their own, their own suffering. So when you see the Baal Shem Tov says, that's our Buddha. And that's a, something that's, that's the challenge. It's the whole meaning, the meaning of life to transform, to elevate them, our negative mito, to bring them up, mm-hmm. to see what Hashem, ask them, what's the bracha here? What's the tikkun here? And if you don't do that work, it just remains on a very superficial level. Bevadai. And that's, this is the, the mamash avuda. Bevadai, nachon. I think on a more uh-huh. simple level, basically letting go, there's so many stories of the uh, people who uh, can get pregnant, like women can and they did the sugurot, and they davened, and they did, and they, their, their husband went to Uman, and he went to this rabbi, and they were doing their treatments, and there's so many stories, and then they decided one day, like, that's enough, I can't do this anymore. They said, we're stopping treatment, we were, you know, going away on a vacation, or whatever, and then they got pregnant. Because, like, they just let go, basically, and said, okay, you know what, that's it. Like, I'm letting go, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight anymore. I'm not going to dive in and go drive you crazy upstairs and just, I'm letting go. And that's when, when they got whatever they, because can you they finished carving a, their right. tree or whatever. Right. And you can only see the purpose once it's done, I think. When you're going through it, it's very, very hard to see. But Hasidus is actually, the, the Hasidus is the other way. Hasidus is to see the purpose while you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Hard? I, 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 Absolutely. I've had time in my life for it. 
It took me, I mean, after the experience, it took me months before. And only months to be like, oh, gosh, I'm going to plan. For sure. It's not... Like, that's why you can't work. I was so mad for a very long time. Yeah, Hashem can handle it. I felt like it was, if I was not being yelling, it was better than being quiet. Right? Shoshana, you want to say something? I, I think maybe Hasidus is, it, it doesn't, I don't know that it gives you an insight into the purpose of this episode, but maybe I think rather to give us the tools to know that there is a purpose to the episode, right? To hold on Which to is the purpose itself, yeah. Right, to hold on to the idea that uh-huh. Hashem is giving me this and there's something that I'm receiving or growing through it. There's, I don't yeah. know yet what it is, but there's something there. I think that with these tools of learning how to like really bring Hashem into the picture when we're suffering so much, it it's for the purpose that when life is great, we see it even more. Betach, betach. Like without yeah. one, you can't have the other. Of course, of course, of course. Let's learn one eitzah. I mean, let's learn just one. Turn the page. Let's learn one one simple thing. That we have to remind ourselves, and that's especially now. But it's very. I'm going to ask it in the last paragraph over there. Look at the top of Memvav. Akadush Baruchu, Mekor Hatov Arachmim. God is the source of good and mercy. You, you see it? No. On the next page, you don't see it on top? Third page? God is the source of good and of mercy. Remember on Sunday I told you I had to leave a few minutes early, I had to go to a funeral. I went to a funeral of this woman. But I, I mentioned it in Shir a few weeks ago, whenever. Special woman, a mother of a friend of mine that had uh, been suffering from Machala for five years. And she was very conscious of her brachas in life. Very conscious of her brachas. Now, I have no idea what a person's personal tikkun is or gilgul. Or, I'm not, this is not coming to show, to say anything about that. But she, when the husband was masked her, so he said how beautiful and how fitting it is for a person like my, like my, uh, Rebecca was her name, that she prepared her own goodbye for all of you. And, she, and he then read a goodbye that she wrote already, I don't know when. And she said, yeah, yeah, cry. Cry a little bit because that's, that's normal. Cry. Let's cel- celebrate this gift that, that, Hashem, that Hashem gave me. Celebrate this gift that Hashem gave me called life. And then whenever you think of me, start a dance or sing a good song. So, when we hear stories like that, we have no idea, like, what a per- you know, if a person did their tikkun or not, I don't know, I, you know. The rabbis know these things. The real tzaddikim actually know these things. But here he's saying that we have to believe that God wants every person to get to the world of truth after you've finished. After you've finished what you had to go through in this Gilgul. It's like this is a woman that went through Tsarvi Surim. I had the privilege of seeing her like like 48 hours before she, she took off. Not in this world. In this world and out of this world. But Hashem, Hashem wants a person that whatever they're going through we still have to daven, but that person is going through their own experience. Where they want to be, where Hashem is, He's saying over here, by the time, Ad the point is, is that we go through whatever we go through to not have to come back, to do the tikkun, whatever that means. Third line, interesting. He's saying when a person is going through a tikkun, they don't come and like say, okay, so what do you think is best for you? Yes. What do you think is best for you? 
a palm tree on a beach. Right. <laughs> and, boring. boring. <laughs> or they'll say, you'll be back, you'll be back, you'll be back. <laughs> or whatever, whatever it is, right? It's like you almost like, please don't ever ask me that question because it could be that what I think is exactly what I need is my, will bring me back here so many times. So if I know that to be a, a, a chance, like, don't like, you know. It's, so he's going to say, is it like, do you think like when you're sitting there in the dentist chair and right, they're like, they come and say, tell me, do you think I should go from the right or from the left or up? Or do you think it should be like a smooth... Mapitom, you know. Kamur sharofeha. We're in the fourth end of the fourth line. Kamur sharofeha usek birifuato. Your dad told me meno mashu tzarich. A doctor that's dealing with your refuah knows better than you what you need, even though he's not you. Uleitim hu motzel lanachon lelapeot toaledi esurim. And sometimes the doctor says, for what you're going through, you need novocaine. You need something to be plucked out. I can't, you don't have the, you, you're not, you're not a master of, of, of anatomy. You're not a master of, of, a, of the bigger picture of your life. You might think you are, but you're not. I feel like in connection to, to Sunday this year, you can also remember to, in these moments, and it's a skill that requires a ton of practice to be like, okay, you're, Hashem, you're my best friend, help me. Like, because the pain is inevitable, like, but to, to not just jump to the part where it's like, well, I got this. Like, it's true. Yeah. And that's why, I, I don't know if you ever had a dentist who was like a friend, as opposed to someone that you just went in for... Oh, it, it, no, it does... It, <laughs> Dr. Chava. Yeah, 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 my kids, yeah, yeah. Oh, because of you guys, yeah. That's true. I, if I have, like, the notion of the person that's giving me this pain right now, I, I, I trust them. I trust them. I can handle then I then I could probably handle it. What avoda. Huh. And you're right, Jess. That is the avoda of making the Ramanishlam your best friend. Because then I can, so to speak, like let go to a certain extent, humanly possible, and say, I trust this. Mm-hmm. They they know they really do them. Yeah? You have to. You said before you have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. If you're asking for help to go through any sin, you didn't fail. You actually, you're winning. <laughs> That's important to remember too. <laughs> it's clear that I only mitkaven for their good. It doesn't make sense to sit in the chair and tell the dentist, listen, I want this horrific, horrific uh, toothache, or what, and toothaches are just, we all know they're get, they're, they're I don't wish it on anyone, right? <laughs> What's that? She was referring to. Yeah, yeah. It's. Oof. Anyone knows that a rot, like you know, on that level of pain, it's not like you, you would say, listen, I don't want to have to go through any pain to get rid of the pain that I'm going through. The doctor says, any Like, okay, so I, 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 you know, it's not how it works. It's not how it works. So too does our emuna have to be so strong and firm. That anything that I'm going through, that's like Evyatar Banai sang, Abba, I want to be sure in all my heart that this is good, that everything I'm going through, oh man, I forgot the lyrics. It's like this, that everything that I'm going through is complete good, like in the bigger picture, yeah. Everything Hashem is doing for me, with me, is for my good. He wants my healing. He wants my good. But since I don't know my medicine, I also don't know exactly what I did wrong. And what exactly I need to fix and how to fix it. Therefore, I will accept upon myself 
everything I'm going through, karaui, which will eventually, for sure, lead me to my healing. Now, a chunk of this, we're, we're, we're going to, there's a lot more in this, and we're going to continue this next time. But this is where, in Breslov thought, the avoda of hitkashrut l'tzadik comes into place. Like, I don't know exactly what my tikkun is, what my refuah is. Uh, but there's emuna, when we say emuna in the tzaddik, it doesn't mean that I believe that they're God. Chas v'shonim. What it means is that I believe they know what I need. I believe they know what I need. I believe they can direct, or, that I, or maybe I could say it a bit better, I believe they can direct me towards where I can find out what I need, but they can direct me. And that's why the word karaui, like that keeps on coming up. Like I'm going to go through a test karaui. doesn't just mean I'm going to sit here like this and be like, ow, ow, ow. But okay, I accept it. I accept it and try to, you know, throw in a smile in between the pain. It means, ow. I accept it and I'm going to seek counsel. I'm going to get help. I'm going to get some guidance. Please, yeah, Hashem. Also from the word that you thought. In saying Ra'ui is also from the word to see. Like, yeah. 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 See, yeah. Mamash, Mamash, Kara'ui. So you closed your eyes now when you did that. Nachon. <laughs> because usually when we're in pain. Right. So you can yeah. open your eyes. Dentist chair, I don't ever open my eyes. <laughs> no, it's closed. There's more pain like from here from the squinting <laughs> than there is from here at the end of the session. This I remember always coming out like, ah, oh, did he do something to my No no no, it's just it's it's because of this. But again, I'm you know, this is the tire of Rabbi Nachman to understand the thought and to also take it upon ourselves. So like, everyone has to have a mashpia, everyone has to have a a a soul master, a soul guider. If that's a better word. And um, that's, that's our way of going through, going through the inevitable. Like Adina said before, you're going to go through it anyway. It's a way of going through in, in the inevitable, kara'ui, like it should be. And Bezrat Hashem Asha, your Abba should have continued to be a melitz yoshe, liftoach shari shamayim bishvilenu, she'anachnu Bezrat Hashem lo nitzterech lizbol od, v'nekabel epnei Mashiach tzidkeinu Bezrat Hashem. Yishakoach. Yeah.